Welcome to the Customer Connection Podcast, where we look at leading practices, lessons learned, tools, techniques, and procedures designed to guide and help you with the implementation and adoption of the ServiceNow platform. Led by customer experience expert and director of customer workflows, Jerry Campbell. Co-hosted by portfolio managers, Gareth Millwood and Nick DeBaca. We're building customer connections. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good day. Wherever you are, thanks for listening to the Customer Connection, where we help you get your ServiceNow projects going in the right direction fast. I am Jerry Campbell, Director of Customer Workflows. And I'm Gareth Millwood, Portfolio Manager. And today's guest is ServiceNow's own Chief Strategist and Corporate Affairs Officer, Nick Zitzen. How are you doing today, Nick? Well, Jerry, Gareth, I feel like somebody should pinch me. This is a dream come true. Uh, this is awesome. We're really honored for you to sit down and just really take the time to chop it up with us here at the Customer Connections. Hey, Nick, uh, can you just give us a brief rundown of your history and how you got to ServiceNow? Yeah, Jerry, happy to. I, uh, I spent the beginning of my career in the public sector in the U.S. I actually worked in local government, state government, and then at the national level, the U.S. government. And I spent eight years at SAP, and then CEO of SAP, decided to become the CEO of ServiceNow. I decided to uh, come along for the ride. That's awesome. We're so happy to have you here along with us on this ride. Before we get started really deep into this thing, uh, we're going to go over some rules of engagement. I have my able and handy assistant, Hannah, who has joined us summer intern, but will be coming full-time employee starting next Monday. And so we have the rules of engagement, and the rules of engagement are simply this. We like to keep plain, simple language for our customers to understand. So, Nick, if you start talking, you know, uh, a lot of corporate talk, a lot of acronyms that our customers don't understand, then Hannah will be keeping track of those and we'll give you a, a stiff fine at the end. Are you good with that? I'm good with it, Hannah. I will tell you, I'm very influential. So if you want to look past an occasional misstep, that'd be fine with me. All right, let's jump into this thing. So a couple of icebreaker questions for you, Nick. What's the last show you binge watched? Oh, that's a good one, Jerry. Uh, I just actually finished the first season of Only Murders in the Building. That one, I have not got into that one yet, but I heard it's pretty good. And, uh, you know, since you, you did watch that show and you're kind of interested, if you had to be a guest star in one of those shows, what would your role be? Who would you play in one of those kind of roles in that show? When I was coming up, my favorite show was The West Wing for obvious reasons when you consider my early start in government. And in that show, Bradley Whitford played a guy named Josh Lyman, who was kind of like this backpack carrying, you know, right hand kind of inside person who would fix all the problems. And I always sort of thought, gosh, if I was going to be somebody, I want to be like Josh Lyman. You're kind of like the fixer, huh? Yeah, if you prefer a movie reference, I don't know if you ever saw Michael Clayton with George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Gareth probably thinking to himself, no one's ever accused Nick of looking like George Clooney, and he would be right. It's all right. We'll accept that anyway. You're, you still have the character. Even though you may not have the looks, you still have the character. So, 
we were very culturally diverse here at uh, ServiceNow. We're culturally rich. And for me personally, I just love the culture and how we build teams here at ServiceNow. So in your mind, as you've been here at ServiceNow or through your career, what's the best team building activity you've ever participated in? Well, it's interesting. I actually started in January of 2020. So if you think about it, I was sort of an in-person part of the ServiceNow culture for like 35 days. And then everybody went home to work from home. So I guess you'd have to say Zoom team building was the best thing I've seen. Yeah, of course. That's incredible. I can remember I was kind of transitioning from out of 7-Eleven at that time. And that's when the Zoom thing started happening for us too as well. So really cool. All right, let's, let's really dive into this. And again, without being too salesy or, you know, corporate kind, what are the key differentiators for ServiceNow versus other cloud-based software uh, solutions out there in the market today? Yeah, Jerry, it's a good question. You know, I guess the first thing I would say is that software, however it's delivered, is just a reflection of how people work. So it doesn't matter what vendor a company might use to get its cloud software. You know, Ultimately, it's up to the people who get it to make the best use of it. And a, a bad implementation of any vendor's software is going to make it impossible to get good, good value. So I'll just set that tone from the start because I can see Hannah is like carefully monitoring me to make sure I don't do too much selling. What I would tell you about ServiceNow is that because the company has been so careful to you know, make sure that when customers get it, it's pretty clean. We don't leave our customers with a lot of different puzzle pieces to put together. We deliver our platform and then people can choose to use the functionality that's in our platform. And it's integrated and it's clean. And as a result, I think it's easier for most people to deploy than many other platforms in the market. Yeah, that's good. You know, one of the key things is when I was in uh, 7-Eleven and implementing uh, ServiceNow into 7-Eleven was, we talked about the process and the people. And to your point, you know, we had a saying that tech without process is just an automated mess. And so to your point, it is about the people and the and the the processes before going out there and jumping out and getting a a solution, right? So now I know you talk to a lot of different customers and they coming from you from all different sectors. So what are the things that our their customers are really right now in this current environment? What are they talking to you about right now? I think the biggest conversation I'm hearing is that in an environment where people are a little bit nervous, right? What's going to happen? We don't know. You know, all the news headlines are tough. The war in Europe continues to go. I think people are thinking about if I had to take all the different technology projects that I'm doing, and I had to decide which of those precious few are the ones where I really think my business, my company, my organization, my agency is going to get the best return on investment. I see them, our CEO, uh, Jerry, who you and Gareth both know, uh, Bill McDermott, he calls it 
the great reprioritization, which is something that Bill can get away with saying, but I can't, and is going to ding me for that. But the point is, people are trying to figure out, we can't do everything. We don't have the resources to do everything. So which ones are we going to do? Makes sense to me. So looking forward then, on the horizon, can you see things that our listeners should be preparing for? And is there anything that we're doing here that will make that easier for them? Yeah, I think, look, it's obviously going to be an issue of productivity in the short term. Um, Most of the C-level leaders that I speak to want to concentrate on getting as much or more out of their teams as they can. Let's be honest, right? There are a lot of industries right now that are having to look at layoffs. The industries that aren't looking at layoffs certainly aren't going to be able to hire as many new colleagues as they might want. So the challenges don't get any smaller. So how do you do more with less? That's the number one thing. And then if you look at the long history of what happens in the economy, it's all one big cycle. So it never lasts forever. Whatever it is, the great times, the challenging times, they never last forever. So if you're in the midst of a potentially challenged time, like I think people would say we are, what are you doing to prepare to come out of it even stronger? What are you going to offer that's new? What are you going to create that's different than what competitors are are offering? So at the one hand, it's how do you maximize the capacity you have? And on the other hand, it's how do you invest in something that's going to make things even better once the environment gets a little bit more stable? So you're talking about resource constraints there. Can you give any advice to our customers on what they should be doing, what they should be thinking about, where they should be putting their most effort to push the envelope and get the most done with those reduced resources? Yeah, I would say, uh, going back to the point, Gareth, about, I'd say think about platforms more than tools. There's a lot of different tools that are available, technology tools that a customer could use. Those, in many cases, are going to make a difference, but they're also, in some cases, nice-to-haves. If you can get all of the tools that you might want, whether it's robotic process automation, I didn't use the acronym, or whether it's artificial intelligence, or whether it's you know some of the new fancy things that all the tech vendors want to offer, concentrate on looking at platforms that can give you all of those things embedded in a single platform offering. So that way, for example, if you choose to do something with a service now, as an example, and obviously we hope customers do that, the question to tech vendors should be, how do I use your platform and get some of those new capabilities embedded in what you're delivering to me versus having to go out and shop for everything, which I think can slow things down and ultimately overcomplicate what should be a pretty clear path to uh, to value. That's a pretty good and message and it's an you know resource constrained environment is there anything that ServiceNow as a company is doing innovationally to help those companies decide where they want to go what kind of and really what i'm asking is where's the rubber meet the road for our customers and our potential customers that ServiceNow can bring to them and help them really maximize the use of the platform i think one thing I would encourage ServiceNow customers to think about is something called ServiceNow Impact. A lot of companies in the tech industry offer some sort of a customer success program. 
I think ServiceNow Impact is different and better. Most people, when they choose a technology to deploy, Jerry, to your point on people and process, they really struggle to tell the story of what are they getting out of it. Even in some of the most successful ServiceNow cases I've seen, when you really challenge our customers to say, okay, talk about where you started, talk about what you got, and talk about where you're going, they struggle. You know, it's just not something, you know, measuring and remeasuring, it's not something we're all naturally good at. ServiceNow Impact actually gives people a mobile application where they can track the value they're getting out of a ServiceNow deployment. And if you can demonstrate and showcase the key metrics around how you're getting value, then you're going to set yourself up, you're going to set your team up, you're going to set your company up for a very clean roadmap on how to do different things, how to do new things, how to expand the use of the platform. So that would be, you know, one of the key pieces of advice I would give. Hey, sir. Well, thank you again for, you know, joining us today, chopping it up with us with the customer connection. Um, But before we go and we got Hannah, Hannah, don't be afraid. Nick's got deep pockets. Remind me, Jerry. You said Hannah's coming to work full time in service now. I just wanted to clarify that I understood that right before she gives me a score. <laughs> no threatened environment here, Hannah. You can just go ahead and let it go. So I didn't catch anything today. You did a really good job on specifying what you were talking about. Jerry, yes, I think Hannah's the best I've heard at that. I'm just saying, she's fantastic. <laughs> you might have had a little bit of leverage on her. We'll let you get away with that one today. So before we get out of here, there were, you know, you bottled up a lot of good information, but um, what's in it for our audience? Would you like to say today, what is in it for our audience from the ServiceNow experience? I would just challenge, you know, Jerry, everybody who's listening, who's a ServiceNow customer, really put, put the pressure on us. You know, our customers are investing, you know, resources into using ServiceNow. And one of the great things I think about our company is that We've not gotten to the point that other companies have gotten to where we, you know, sort of run around with a big ego thinking that, you know, we're service now. We're a very humble company. So what are you trying to do? How can we help? Where are you struggling? I, I just want customers to be honest with us about what they need and what their expectations are and to know that, to your point, it's a safe environment for that. And we all want to be extraordinarily helpful, especially in an environment like this that we know is tough. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I'm not going to ask you to give your information out because I'm sure you get a lot of connections <laughs> through LinkedIn and other things. But is there some point of contact that our customers should reach out to the, to, you know, just inspire questions and, and make us, like you said, keep us honest? Is there a point of contact which you can point our customers to? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, they should always feel free to reach out to me or anybody. My giving out my email address is hard because no one can spell my last name. I would say if Bill McDermott were were with us today, he would say it's bill.mcdermott at servicenow.com. And I would encourage anybody who wants information to just email our CEO directly and we'll work it. Oh, that's so awesome. Hey, Nick, thank you again, sir, taking time out of your day to come in here and talk with us and give our customers a great perspective. And if you have questions or comments for the Customer Connection or any of our guests, just feel free to email us at customerconnection at servicenow.com.
thank you for joining. And we hope that where we share our biggest influencers and biggest insights. Thank you. And you have a good day. Thank you for joining the Customer Connection Podcast, where we share insights from the biggest ServiceNow influencers. Please join us for our next episode when we will build more customer connections.